Welcome to Untold Stories. Each week, I'll bring you a story from a witness about an event that changed their life. The first series will focus on relationship abuse, which is also known as domestic violence. It doesn't discriminate anyone, we can all fall victim to it. Here's an account of the first victim. Part, part, part one, one, one. Drug, drug addiction, addiction fees. My name is Diana and I am 25 years old. I met this guy in school. First year in 2013. I remember the first time I saw him. Um, I was attending my first class which was human communication. Yeah, I didn't have a pen so I borrowed him a pen and... He came and asked me why I came to school without a pen. So that's how it all started. We started as friends first for about an year because we started dating in January 2014. So that was about roughly an year of friendship. Um, the reason why I fell in love with him is because he was different from all the guys that I've ever dated. He was caring. He listened to me when I had something to whine about. Even if it was about my ex, he would listen. And he was always willing to help me whenever I had any issues or any problem. I was blinded by his love because he just had a nice way of apologizing. I remember every time he did something wrong, he would apologize. He, he, he had an, a very nice way of making things up to me if he had done anything wrong. So yeah, his ways of making it making things up to me made me be blinded by love and that's how I didn't see his flaws. Um, romantic gestures. Romantic. We'd go out to eat. We didn't have a particular place, but yeah. He, once in a while, before I, when he was walking me home from school, we'd go and eat just to spend some time and talk if we had anything to talk about. Um, I liked walking sometimes. He would walk me home sometimes because I, sometimes I used to walk home from school. Um, I, we started dating immediately after I broke up with my ex. So... I would say that it's like I broke up with this guy like two weeks ago and like in a few weeks time I'm already in another relationship because we had been friends. So it was an easy transition for me. Yeah, I thought I knew him. So yeah, it was it wasn't easy telling my friends. Okay, it was, I don't know if it was easy because I don't remember having a problem telling anybody that I was in a relationship it wasn't a problem for my friends. I knew some of his friends because when we were still friends, we used to go somewhere to smoke weed. So that's how I came to know some of his friends. Yeah, and he d he didn't know. He met my friends after we started dating. Favorite songs. Hmm. I only remember one. You and I by John Legend. The kind of dates you used to go to. Mm. It was simple. Chicken in. Mwandu. <laughs> um, basic fast foods in Kenya. 
yeah i think the things that i liked about him drew me closer to him part 2 red, red, red flags, flags. Okay, I've noticed that he's a bit controlling and demanding when he wants something. He would really insist even if I don't want it. He'd be like, "No." He would just find his ways of making me do it even if I didn't want to do it. And he was demanding. Yeah. I noticed that when let's say we had planned to meet. Then maybe my mood would change. I'm like not in the mood of seeing him or going to where he's asking me to go he would really insist text me like 50 times or call me which i used to find very annoying even if i told even if i tell him like please stop you and you're annoying me he wouldn't stop so those were among the first aspects of him that i had noticed but i ignored them There was this other incident. Um we were doing an exam and that exam required a calculator. It was physical science and I didn't have one. So I tried I tried borrowing around to see if someone could give me their calculator but everyone was using theirs. So I told him I'm going to go home before the exam starts, get my calculator and come back. So he told me no there's no need. You'll just sit near me and I'll help you with, with my calculator. But now I was like when I sat down by myself I was like I don't think the lecturer will allow me to borrow a calculator during exam time so I opted to go home so I went home go, got my calculator then I came back to school so during the during the exam he not I didn't even sit near him I went and sat a bit far from him so I did the exam and then after the exam he came and asked me I thought I told you not to go home then I told him then I told him my side of the story I told him I didn't think the lecturer would allow me to borrow your calculator but he was like what did I tell you you know he was uh, he was questioning me like how, how my dad would question me like why did you do this and I told you not to do it yeah something yeah he forced me the first time okay when we started dating he insisted that I put his profile picture as eh, his picture as my profile picture on whatsapp i felt like he forced me but since i thought i i loved him i did it and i felt like he wanted me to fall in love with him quickly cuz i wasn't really over my my previous relationship but he kept insisting that I should I should show him that I love him sometimes. I shouldn't be cold or I should be open with him. He really insisted on taking things fast. Faster than I wanted it to go. I saw it as I thought it would cause a problem because I am not that kind of person, but because I thought I loved him, I I just allowed myself to fall in love with him as quick as he wanted actually thought i loved him yeah for me he was the one in the beginning the arguments were normal so i would say they were normal but the times he started in being so demanding that's when i noticed that these arguments are different they're not the same kind of arguments we used to have in the beginning so 
the first time he was physical was on my birthday um he got angry because an ex wished me happy birthday and he saw the text but when he asked me who that person was i lied to him because i didn't want issues but when i lied he insisted and on that day he actually he had organized a small party for me with his friends yeah in rungai so when he saw that text he got angry he told me we excused we excused ourselves we went to the bedroom and yeah he insisted he started asking me why i was lying to him and i was still insisting i'm not lying to him and that's when he slapped me that's when it first happened of course when it happened i was i was surprised and i was scared i didn't know what to do i wanted to go home it was around midnight but he didn't let me he locked me inside the room he told the people who had come to go home so we remained it was just me and him in the house and i can't remember much details about it i just remember the slap he started apologizing of course saying i'm sorry he had actually told me be, when we when he started dating he told me that he had he had slapped a girl before so when it happened when he slapped me i just remember him telling me that story and how he promised me how he, it will never happen to me and how yeah i was disappointed sad angry all kinds of emotions i had all kinds of emotions so he locked me inside the house he didn't he didn't allow me to leave <sighs> that's on the hard one i've never thought about that mm. so he locked me inside the house for the whole night until the next morning in the morning I told him to open the door for me so that I go home. He told me that his one of his friends that were there last night left with the keys so he had, he had to call him to come and open the door. So that took a while. Like an like 3 hours for him for his friend to come. Hmm. Yeah, he had my phone. He took my phone like immediately after he slapped me because i tried to like leave the house and my 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 phone was in my bag so i couldn't access my phone and hmm. i remember when i asked him to open the door for me when he told me his friend his friend left with the key as i was waiting i got fed up so I got angry. I went to the kitchen and I locked myself in the kitchen. So he came knocking. I refused to open so he banged the door open and I took a knife. Then he was like then he asked me, "Now you want to cut me or you want to hurt me?" And I told him I have nothing to lose anymore. 
so he told me he'd call my mom and tell her that okay he told me that he'll explain to my mom what happened so i told him to go ahead since he had my phone he took my phone okay he went to the bedroom i had him pretending to take my phone and he was like i thought it was he was making up a conversation he was like hi mama diana diana is doing diana has a knife blah 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 he was trying to explain that story then that's when his friend came he opened the door but he didn't let me he didn't let me leave his friend came in he explained to him what happened and i took my bag and i left that was the first time it happened after that i remember i went to my i went home and i didn't tell anyone oh yeah i went home i didn't tell anyone on that spe- specific day but in a few days time i i went and told my cousin but my cousin was like uh if it's the first time you can give him a second chance if it happens again now that's when you can leave him that was the first person i told then i told another cousin of mine her name is Jane she didn't give me a, a direct answer she was like okay you can forgive him but at the same time you can also leave him so she was not like giving me an an exact answer so yeah another incident the next okay after that i forgave him it took like three weeks because he sent his friend to come and talk to me and i told his friend to go and tell him that if he wants us to get back together he should go for counseling or something if he wants us to get back together but during that time he fell sick and he was living alone and he called me to go and take to help him so i went and somehow we got back together i can't remember exactly how but yeah we got back together the second time it happened i had gone to his place on a weekend and i remember i don't know what we were arguing about i can't remember exactly what we were arguing about but it was at night and i wanted to sleep okay we were arguing then i got tired of arguing i told him okay i didn't tell him i just got into bed and i wanted to sleep but he didn't want me to sleep so um yeah he started shouting he was like you think you can sleep and yet you we've not finished talking I was like I don't feel like talking. I I don't have anything else to say. Then uh, actually can't remember exactly what happened, but the only thing I remember was Yeah, I told him if my presence in your house makes you angry, I can't leave. Then when I w- when I was about to open the door, he pushed me and i fell on the bed and then then he started telling me don't say i'm being violent you're the one who's pushing me then i then i remember oh that scared me the fact that he pushed me then i fell it scared me then that's when he started shouting don't say i'm don't say i'm being violent you're the one who's pushing me then he started talking about 
um me cheating on him how i lie how i say i'm at this place and i'm not things like that mm. okay the first time he slapped me that time when i was telling him that he has to go for counseling so that if he wants us to get back together he has to go for counseling i remember this this time he called me like in the middle of the night then i did i didn't pick his call but i texted him and i told him and i asked him if you want us to get back together will you forgive me because i cheated on you but i was lying then he told me yeah as long as you're being honest i can we can always work things out but i was lying that was before i went to see him when he fell sick so this second time now he was like i know you are lying you 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 were pretending that he that you cheated on me and it i can't remember exactly how he put it but that lie that i told him he was like i know you cheated on me i was like i didn't cheat on you now i was trying to explain myself because i thought he would slap me again i tried to explain myself i'm like do you think i wanted you to feel as bad as i felt because you promised me you never do this you told me this is something you had told me before we started dating then it happened so i wanted you to feel as bad as i was feeling but he was like no i know it's true and yeah i know you talk to your exes things like that so the whole night we spent it fighting and arguing mhm and then till morning i only slept for an hour because i remember we argued for like 4 hours i slept at 5:30 and i woke up at 8 so when i woke up he was still sleeping um i tried to pick my stuff and leave but he had closed the door so i couldn't go anywhere mm. he woke up i told him to open the door for me he refused mm. he told me he wants me to eat lunch before i leave so he left the house and locked me inside so i texted when he left to buy lunch i texted my cousin who knows him i told him okay my phone i didn't have a charger i had a new phone and i had a, i w- i didn't know how to use my new phone and i wasn't familiar with my phone so i texted my cousin and told him to call roy and tell him to let me go home because he's locked me inside the house so when he came back he was like why did you text your cousin and lie to him that at I'm locking you inside the house told him you think I'm lying then my cousin called him and he told him to let me go in the next 20 minutes when he calls me he wants to hear that I'm home and that's how he let me go that was the second time the third time oh i act- i had left some stuff in his house so i think we stayed for like 2 or 3 weeks without talking then when he started calling and texting i told him i want my stuff and he told me i can't remember if he told me to come for them or he's the one who bring them to me i can't remember but somehow 
I forgave him. Don't remember how. And the third time it happened. Oh, actually, I've left out a detail on the second time it happened. After he pushed me on the bed. Oh, yeah. He told, okay, he, how am I going to say this? Oral sex on me. He forced me to, because he removed my pants by force. And he was like, if you try and resist, I will beat you up. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I didn't tell anyone. So I forgive him after that. And there's a third time now. I can't remember the third time, but there was a third time. Then there was a, the fourth time when it happened. Actually, there, there's so many. I'm st I'm trying, to, I'm telling you the ones that have details. Because, okay, if the first time, the first time is when he slapped me. Now that was the physical one. But before that, there was this, oh, the first time when it happened the party we had gone for a house party then i was sleepy i think i was mad at him then i told him i want to sleep because this time i think now this is the very first time but it wasn't as physical as what i called the first time we had gone for a house party in Mbakasi, you remember and i was mad at, i was mad at him because he, he kept me waiting at this stage i didn't know where we were going so when we had this party we, t I, we took a few drinks then i told him i want to sleep so when i went to the room he came back later and he wanted to have sex but i i wasn't in the mood because i was sleepy and i was angry and i was a bit drunk so i wasn't in the mood so he tried to wake me up but i wasn't responding then yeah he like shoved me on the wall that scared me so i was like what is wrong with you i just woke up and asked him what is wrong with you he was like i'm sorry don't be scared yeah 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 that was the first time it wasn't really okay i didn't <laughs> That one, I, okay, since it wasn't very physical, I chose to forgive him. The fourth one. We had gone to his friend's place on a weekend. And I remember we were seated on in the sitting room, cuddling. Then he received a text from a girl that I, I remember. Those times when we were arguing, arguing there was this specific girl I knew was taking advantage of the situation so i see his phone this girl is saying at i hope you've had a good day good night so when i saw that text i got angry and i told him i want to go and sleep i'm no longer interested in watching whatever it is we were watching i can't remember i think that time when the the second time it happened i think i told him i, I want a break yeah that situation Mm. so when i went to sleep okay when i went to the bedroom to sleep he came angry and asked me 
why are you angry and he told me i'm not angry i just want to sleep he's like tell me why you're angry i'm like i'm not angry then he started saying you're getting angry because of a text and yet you you talk to your exes and i see your text you think you just because you have a password you think i don't see your texts so that's when it started i remember him pushing me around i remember him forcing me to eat then i puked on him i remember him forcing me to to sleep he was forcing himself on me to when we were sleeping when i want, when i say i want to sleep he was forcing to hold me when i'm sleeping and i didn't want that so we were like fighting yeah and i remember him forcing himself on me this time it wasn't just oral sex itself and i remember screaming in the middle of the night his friend was in the sitting room he could hear everything but he never did anything even the next morning when i woke up i tried to run away but he got to the door before me so he locked me in the house for like i don't know is it two days can't remember because the following day i didn't eat a thing because i was angry and because i i had spent the whole night fighting with him and crying so my eyes were swollen i was feeling bad weak because i hadn't eaten phone was out of charge i remember so the only place he would allow me to go okay i would go to certain rooms of the house if he allowed me to I'd go to the kitchen because he wants me to go go to the sitting room because he wants me to go if i was in the kitchen and he wants me to go to the sitting room and i don't want to he would push me like he would push me as hard as he could to get me to the sitting room so i remember i hadn't eaten he brought me some food and i refused to eat oh and since my phone was out of charge i i thought i had no way of getting out of that situation unless he allowed me to like go so he left i was in the kitchen I remember i was in the kitchen and i wanted to ask for help but i didn't want to tell my cousin because i felt like this thing has been happening for so long and if i told anyone they would judge me for allowing this thing to happen as many for as many times so I remember sitting by myself just thinking how I would get how I'm going to get myself out. So I went to the bedroom. I ran and closed the door from inside. Then I took out my phone and my charger. Put it in the socket, put my phone on. When he noticed I ran to the bedroom, he tried to break the door. So while he was trying to break the door, he took my phone, took out my charger put my phone on then i texted my cousin i told him i explained okay i texted as fast as i could i'm like i'm with roy in rongai he's locked me inside the room he doesn't want me to go to school and i have an assignment to submit please call him and tell him you'll call the police if he doesn't let me out and i told her i can't text her again i can't text her again because he's trying to break the door and he's going to take my phone away so after i i sent that text i put my phone off returned it in my bag and yeah took him uh, like five minutes to come to finish breaking the door so yeah after that my cousin called him because he she had his number that's when she made that's when she told him to let me go then 
then she asked me not to go home she told she asked me to go to her place then he insisted on taking me he ended up taking me to my cousin's place by force yeah um i was weak because i hadn't eaten i've been fighting with him he's been pushing me around my eyes were swollen like i looked sick because my cousin saw me i even remember i was walking like an old woman because my back i couldn't stretch out my back so when i got to my cousin's place my cousin is married so we found he okay i left him at the sitting room talking to my cousin's husband so i went to the kitchen then i tried to then i was explaining that whole situation so as i was talking to her I was like i think i'm done i can't do this anymore then she's like you know for him it's different okay my cousin is saved and i know she has this thing of seeing the good in everyone so and i actually thought i was pregnant so yeah i think the fact that she because she thought i was i was also pregnant because i was sick i was puking yeah i just i was just looking sick so i think that's why she was saying things like that like you know at least he's admitting that he's 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 doing something wrong you know it's different you can't compare him to someone who doesn't own own up to his mistakes i was like i don't care for me i was done i think that was the i don't know for me that experience was very very it was traumatizing and i've never imagined that you would love some someone who would do something like that to you for me i don't know there was just something about that experience because from that point that's when i started thinking very different from all those other times you couldn't compare my state of mind that time with those other times when he was being violent and i would just forgive him and act like nothing happened so we didn't talk that day remember we slept that day we didn't talk that that was just me and her talking in the kitchen so after we ate we slept we didn't talk so the next day my cousin was like now we need to talk so when we were talking when it was Roy's turn to talk he was he was the one who started talking he talked fast so he was like so what do you what do you think the problem is he started saying that sometimes i lie to him and i make him angry and sometimes i get mad over small things he admitted that he knows that he's been he knows he's been violent and he knows he, it's wrong but he loves me and he still wants to try and work things out so my cousin started advising him he was like you know when you're together things like your phones texts from other people shouldn't be coming in between the two of you when you decide to, this is the day we are going to be spending time together you just put your phones away things like that 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 was the kind of advice my cousin was giving him so when my cousin asked me if i have anything to say i told him i said i think i've reached my breaking point i don't think i can do this anymore um he was just there seated next to me by force again so my cousin told me to go and think about it for a few days and if that's my ultimate decision then he should be able to respect it yeah I remember it was getting late so he had to leave i was i was remaining he was leaving so yeah that's the fourth incident yeah and then there's a fifth one 
in school the last time so after the fourth incident incident the fifth one occurred in school computer lab he was trying to talk to me and i didn't want to talk to him and i was seated doing an assignment and he came and sat next to me and he was staring so i remember okay i was trying to ignore him then he continued staring i told him i don't want people staring at me because i'm trying to concentrate i'm trying to do an assignment but he he didn't say anything he was like oh he said i just want to talk to you and i'm like i don't i don't have time to talk then i continued doing my assignment so after a while i'm like i i i don't want this because he's just there staring which is weird so when i stood up i wanted to go to another computer when i stood up he pulled me so hard then he tried to slap me but he missed so when so that it made me scream which attracted the attention of the security guards and technical people around so he asked me oh so when these security guards came I was like why are you screaming um i can't remember what i said but i remember they were like why are you breaking the rules people don't scream in school so we were taken to the secu- to the head of security so mr mbogwa who is the technical staff member of african nazarene's mass communication studio yeah he came and i explained to him the situation then he was then he told me he'll help me explain it to the head of security and that's how he i was able to be allowed to go home without any any other any other issue Okay for me that was it. I I already said that I'd had enough d- during the fourth incident. Now this this one happened even I, I didn't even see it coming. So I thought to myself that I'll never I just I just don't want anything to do with him, anything at all. But he kept calling and I remember that same day when I got home, he called me and I picked up the phone. Then he was like, "I don't know what's wrong." I know I say I love you but I don't know why I keep doing this. Then he told me that he'll go and get help for real this time and he'll try and change. But that okay, I was already done with him. So yeah. Those were my moments with him. Part 3. Part 3. The promise. The promise. Of course he would always apologize. He'll tell me Okay at first he would get defensive and say you're the one who's making me angry you're the one who's making me do this then afterwards he'd be like I'm sorry I know I promised it won't happen but it has happened again I'll try and change you know I love you and I'll always make it up to you things like that those are the things he would say after these physical altercations what made me stay even after all those incidents I don't know me sometimes i would just make myself forget i would assume they didn't happen or maybe i would i would i would tell myself he'll change with time he'll change and i the first time it happened i actually thought he would get help even if i was there i thought he would go for counseling for real but he never went for counseling after the first incident i remember i gave him and i told him if he wants us to get back together he has to go for counseling but then he fell sick during that process and i went back and in the process of me taking care of him we somehow got back together so even if we got back together i 
in my at the back of my mind I I knew that he would get help regardless of me being there but it never happened part 4 the blame, blame. blame game after the fifth incident that's how it came to an end because in my mind i blamed myself because it's only me who knew how many times it happened even if i talked to my cousin i only told her about like oh the first incident and the last one she didn't know about these other ones that happened so of course i blamed myself i blamed myself and i blamed him for i blamed myself for being so naive and i was blinded by love yeah and then i never i never looked at this whole situation from a third party's point of view so that's how i came to understand my situation when i looked at that situation from a third party's point of view you know i have young siblings i have three young sisters and i don't know a thought just came to me and i was like what if my sister came and told me that this is the kind of guy she's dating how would i feel and that's how as in i couldn't imagine my sisters being in that kind of situation and them not telling me and i'm there and they're just they're going through that and i don't know i think that's what made him made me not give him another try i was fed up it had happened a lot of times yeah I think I just reached my breaking point. As in I couldn't do that. I could as in I was tired of the relationship. There was no love anymore. All the love that I had for him just faded away with all the incidents that happened. Advice I would give the advice that I'd give anyone in this situation is <laughs> it doesn't have to happen. These violent acts don't have to happen two, three times, four, four times, for you to know that this person is violent and you're not supposed to be with him. The first time it happens, that is your cue to leave and never look back. And I would advise someone that people like violent people don't change. No matter how much they would want to, they would want to change. They don't change. and you don't have to be ashamed of the fact that you're in a abusive or violent relationship it's not your fault when you go when someone when you're dating someone when you when you choose this person you're like okay i think he's good and i think it will work out and it doesn't work out it's not your fault it's circumstances that you wouldn't have seen them in the beginning you don't see this things in the beginning of your relationship it's things that you come to learn with time so i would advise someone not to feel ashamed like i did and yeah not to feel ashamed these things happen we don't choose we don't we don't tell god to put us in such kind of situations so yeah there's a light at the end of the tunnel things will always get better even if you've been in such a bad relationship This series was brought to you by Faraji Hotso. Join me next week for part 2.